Hey everyone, I hope that you all had a great weekend. Um, did anyone watch The Keepers on Netflix? If you didn't, you really need to. It's very in the same vein as Making a Murderer. I flew through it. It's seven episodes. It's really good. It's about the murder of this nun and sexual abuse scandals in a church. And it's definitely worth the watch. It's definitely worth knowing the story. And I, I mean, I, I cried a few times. I got worked up. It was, it's really, really, really good. Um, I did have to take a break from it though, so that I could watch Celine bring the house down in her 20th anniversary, um, tribute to Titanic. And of course my heart will go on. I don't even have words to describe what I just watched. She is amazing, and I really don't think that we are worthy of breathing the same air as her. Anyway, I'm getting super close to releasing my first five episodes of Loud and Curious, but sadly, I'm not there yet. I will, however, give you a few minutes of my interview with Justin Herman. He is going to be my third episode. He's a stand-up comedian who indirectly got me my first job in television. Justin and I talk about how he started to get into comedy, you know, I don't know why I'm explaining it. Here, just listen to it. Beautiful. And then I made a web series a couple of years later. Uh, and uh, again, it was All fun. comedic, right? All comedic. Yeah. Um, so comedy was always my thing. So more and more as the years went on, and once I started getting confidence that I could work in entertainment, that I actually belonged, and that this was a career path that could maybe one day pan out, um, which still took years of freelancing yes. in the world, to even feel like that was possible, um, I realized uh, that I had to make a very conscious choice that I wasn't just going to take jobs because they were there, but I was going to go after the jobs that I wanted. And I had to figure out what those were. And I love making travel shows. I love exploring the world and teaching people about it. And I love making people laugh. Um, so it was after the world recession of uh, 2008 and 2009, I couldn't get a job. You know, the industry changed dramatically. Yeah. I had one credit producing an international travel show. I thought that meant something. Everybody else disagreed. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I literally went back to like PAing yeah. um, for almost a year and collecting unemployment. And it was that year that I had to go through that reflective process. What do I actually want to do? And comedy was very high on that list. Uh, so 2010, my plan was I either get a job in travel, I get a job in comedy, or I leave TV. And it fortunately worked out. And part of it was because of that web show. Um, I, got that we I made that web show. I met an executive at Comedy Central at an event. I asked him if he'd watch it. Uh, and he did. And he didn't like it. Yeah. At all. At all. At all. But he wrote me a two-page email telling me why. Saying, like, this is why you suck. This is why this does not make me laugh. Yeah. Uh, Where did you, you – what event would this be? Like, what event was this? I you went – I can't remember what it was exactly, uh, but it was a Penn State-affiliated event. He was a Penn State alumni, and there were three panelists speaking. Uh, uh, this guy named, I think, uh, Don King was the director of SNL, still is. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, he came. When I, when I was there, he, like, came and talked to our class. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very nice guy. Yeah, um, he was great. Very nice. Uh, 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 there's a woman who's in sports journalism, and then this gentleman who worked for Comedy Central was basically wearing. They were all in suits, and he was wearing like a graffiti T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like the Chris DeRosa of this panel. Oh, was he? He was the best. He's he was flamboyant. Oh my and god. Opinionated <laughs> and cursing, and then apologizing for cursing, but cursing. And I was like, I love this guy, and so I went up to him right afterwards. And uh, after he emailed me, told me how much he didn't like my web series, I wrote him right back, and I just said, "You're gonna be my mentor." That's what you said? That's what I said. You're going to be my mentor, yep. like, period. Yep. Send an email. Yep. And uh, Sincerely, Justin Herman. Yep. I hope I wrote my name. That would have been smart. Uh, and what did he say? Uh, and he kept writing, responding to my emails. Yeah. And we, we'd get coffee every three months or so. Uh, when I'd write to him, I did so strategically. I wouldn't just like 
Be like, what's going on? Like, let's just, just like two gals gabbing. Like like how I text you and I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But the long story short is we became friends over the next year and a half. I really liked him. I really liked hearing his perspective on the industry. I never asked him for a job because it was honestly, I just wanted to get to know someone's life in comedy. Sometimes I feel like it's almost better that you don't work with the people that like mentor you. I feel like sometimes it's like, I don't need that. I'm wanting something more than just like, oh, get me work so I can get a paycheck. It's more like, I don't know. Well, relationships matter. I mean, that's, I think that's part of what, why the open mic culture matters in stand up is because you spend years doing this in the trenches with these people. And as you all grow and you get better, people get booked for big jobs. They tour and then they have to bring someone with them to open. And you know who they bring is people that they've spent years doing this with their yeah. friends and their community. So it's not about making money off of every relationship immediately. It's about building relationships to figure out yeah. who you want to work with. Well, which is why, like, when you see, like, I feel like when you see these comics, when like one of them gets really famous, you then see like all of the people that that is like in there. I don't want to say their posse. That is so stupid. But like all the people that they hang with and the people that they quote unquote co- came up with, right. like all then start getting specials and getting like fam- just as famous as they are because yeah. it's like they're then able to elevate their friends yeah. or like elevate people that they think are like worthy of. For sure. Being I mean, elevated. people become elevated because somebody else notices. Yeah. That's how it happens. You have to be noticed. And someone has to know who you are for you to get noticed. Um, so that's why you don't burn bridges. That's why you don't talk shit about uh, people in your industry. Where they can hear you. Where they can, as long as they're out of earshot, then yeah. you're fine. But yeah. I mean, that's why I'm always the loudest person in the room. Because I'm like, <laughs> no one's going to forget me. <laughs> it's working. I wish I was joking. Yep, like That's ex- exactly my plan and strategy every time. Yep. Um, so, so you... Have so now you have this mentor that works for com works at Comedy Central. Yeah. You and you're still not doing like stand up comedy nope. at this point. So this is 2010. Okay. Uh, I'm approximately 28 years old, um, maybe 27. And he, after about a year and a half of friendship, he asked me if I wanted to try a, a project with him. And he asked me to write 15 promos, basically, with like one joke per 15 second promo. And I wrote 30. And then he has me, then he hired he hired me to write these. He hired yeah. me to edit them together. Uh, and they loved what we did, and so that's how I got my first writing job with Comedy Central. And I ended up working with him there on and off for years. Right, that's that's yeah. what it was, correct? It was fifteen second, thirty second, sixty second spots, in, uh, cross promoting new movies, blockbuster movies coming out with Comedy Central shows. Yeah. Um, and so I got to write a lot of jokes. Uh, uh, sometimes I get to write full blown sketches that we would do. I, I end up shot, shooting a ton of stuff with them also mm-hmm. through my production company. So, um, we'd write these sketches or whatever they were, and then we'd shoot them, um, with like the stars of the movies or with cast we'd, we'd, we'd hire and so fun. Still some of my favorite stuff to do. Yeah. Um, and, uh, that was a big turning point for me and, and having some sort of confidence as me, Mike, in my own comedic voice. And you're like, I could be funny. Because I knew, I always knew I could be funny. I knew it was funny, but I, uh, I think I've always been dwarfed by the size and scale of the best of the best. That's all you get for today, but maybe, maybe, fingers crossed, maybe next Monday I'll have my theme song and I'll be able to go live with this. I'm praying that I can. Please pray as well. I need all the prayers I can get. Um, if you think you'd be a great guest on Loud and Curious, please send me an email to chris at loudandcurious.com. That's chris at loudandcurious.com. And remember to follow me at the Chris Rosa and to follow the show at Loud and Curious on Instagram and Twitter. Um, we're also on SoundCloud um, and iTunes. Please have a great week and stay curious. <laughs>